20 Illinois residents are tied to the January 6th insurrection and face federal charges in the breach of the Capitol. Here to tell us more about the charges and how the accused participated in the riot is John Seidel, federal courts reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Prosecutors have said that it's, it's likely that this is the largest criminal investigation in history. What does that mean? You know, I think it's all borne out in the numbers. Obviously, the the you know FBI and federal uh, government that there have been several massive complex investigations in its history. But I, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned one of the stats. I think uh, early on, more than seven hundred people arrested so far. Uh, but beyond that, there are there are one hundred and forty prosecutors involved. Five thousand, more than five thousand subpoenas and search warrants that have gone out. Um, 2,000 devices seized, 20,000 hours of footage gone through. Um, you know, the attorney general mentioned some of those numbers yesterday. And when you just really think about the massive size, the number of people who were outside and inside that building, all of the devices gathering data and all of the camera lenses that were, the, the cameras that were running mm-hmm. uh, that investigators have to go through. There's just so much to sift through, to catalog, uh, all of those videos and images, images that have multiple defendants or potential defendants in those images, they need to be shared as prosecutors as prosecutions move forward with defense attorneys. There's just a massive amount of work uh, to dig through just really the surface of what happened that day, let alone what was behind it. I see. Well, what kinds of charges are we talking about here? What are people facing? Sure. So, so among the 20 that we've seen charged so far in Illinois, uh, you know, it has to be said that the, the most of them are people facing misdemeanor charges for have, having wrongly entered the Capitol that day. Um, you know, one case comes to mind of two downstate men who walked through the doors about an hour after they had been breached, walked around for, I think it was about 20 minutes, and left. They, they've actually, uh, they pleaded guilty. They were sentenced to two years probation. Um, they're, they're all done. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, just late last month, you have um, a, a man from Aurora who prosecutors say is an admitted member of the Proud Boys group mm-hmm. who faces probably the most serious charges so far and that he faces a maximum term of 20 years. Uh, they say he was at the outside the Capitol wearing riot gear uh, and uh, uh, was, was hitting officers with a flagpole. I, I think there were like one or two hits to the head of officers or attempted hits to the officers of the flagpole. You're, you're flag referring to James Robert Elliott of Aurora. Correct. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So so we really have a range. Um, but but the majority of them are misdemeanor cases where people were they went into the building and they weren't supposed to be there. But but as prosecutors point out, you know, that was that was crucial to what happened to the overwhelming of law enforcement that day. Every person who made the decision to go into that building helped overwhelm law enforcement. Tell us about Bradley Rickstallis, a Schaumburg CEO. Uh, he was the first one in Illinois to be charged for his role in the insurrection and the first to plead guilty. Give us the details on his case. Yeah, Mr. Rickstallis was really the first uh, in every um, you know checkpoint in, in, in his case. Uh, so, so he was actually, I think, one of the, the relatively few arrested that day at the Capitol by, by Capitol Police. Uh, federal charges quickly followed, and, and all we initially knew was that he was in a crowd that refused to leave. Uh, later, when he pleaded guilty, uh, it came out that he uh, actually followed officers who had retreated and um, threw a chair in their general direction, although I think it's pretty much agreed that no officer was in danger of being hit by the chair. 
Uh, he also, I think, uh, needed to be restrained and arrested by two or three officers, despite being asked to leave the building. Um, so again, charges against Mr. Rixalas came down. Like you know, he was he was charged federally the day after the riot. Yeah. Um, and as you know, he was a CEO of I believe it was a firm in Schaumburg uh, named Congencia. Um, he was quickly fired by the board. He 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 lost his job right in the wake of that. He's he's talked about how that was a company that he helped that he loved and then he helped launch and mm-hmm. and now he's no longer part of that and he suffered those consequences. Uh, he was also sentenced to 30 days in jail. Uh, for his role in the riot, and he was just ordered this week by a judge uh, to report to a prison facility in Michigan on February 1st. So uh, next okay. month we will, if that goes forward, that'll be the first person from Illinois uh, to be imprisoned uh, wow. for his role in the riot. There was also a Chicago police officer in the mix. Uh, he was charged in connection with the riot as well, uh, Carl Cheswick. Remind listeners what he was charged with. Sure. So uh, Carl Cheswick, uh, again, was charged with misdemeanors, uh, some of the typical ones that we've seen, knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds, violent entry and disorderly conduct. Uh, the, the, the complaint against uh, Officer Cheswick alleges that he traveled to Washington, D.C., uh, and, and again, he was one of those who just wandered in and spent, I think it was roughly, give or take, an hour within the building. Most notably, he was, uh, uh, it's alleged he took a selfie in Senator Merkley's office. And, and wore uh, a yeah. CPD hoodie, right? And wore a CPD hoodie, yes. He, he was at, uh, proudly displaying his, uh, his affiliation with the Chicago Police Department that day. He also traded several text messages that were included in the complaint. He told uh, an associate of his he was going there to, to save the nation. Hmm. Um, so he was quickly, um, uh, I, I believe he was put on desk duty. Uh, I believe he's, uh, inactive and, uh, charges against him are still pending. So John, what, what do you think we can learn about our region from these cases? It's a great question. It's one that I've been trying to think about over the, over the course of 2021. And I know on the national level, people have been trying to figure that out too. And, and I have to say it, it's, it's hard to really you know, say something about our region based on these 20 individuals. Only a few of them are, are charged with, with any kind of violence. Um, I, I will say I was looking through a, a, a um, chart yesterday of the number of defendants per state uh, based on population. And I checked to see where Illinois fell. And, you know, we're, <laughs> we're right there in the middle, mm, okay. it seems. And, and the statistics that you know, our demographics um, seem to really reflect uh, what we see nationwide. We see largely misdemeanors, largely male. Um, you know, uh, one police officer, one member of the Proud Boys. I, I think that all holds up if you if you hold it up against the national statistics. So, if anything, I'd say that you know we're not we're not immune from this. We were we were there. We were part of it. We were we we didn't have a lesser role. We didn't have a greater role. Yeah. But but Illinois was definitely represented. You expecting to see more people charged and, and sentenced this year? Uh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, we have multiple sentencing pen, sentencings pending. I, I think that we have four more who have pleaded guilty who have yet to be sentenced. And, you know, the attorney general's comments yesterday, I think, really made clear this seems to be more the beginning. I think what these 700 arrests so far, more than anything, just appear to be laying the groundwork for whatever's coming next. That's John Seidel, federal courts reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Thanks for making the time to talk with us, John. Thanks so much. Take care. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.